0: Hey, welcome to nerd alert i'm your host bridget and co-host jen with a g Yayo! Yeah. and we are here to continue our series of avengers take the myers-briggs personality test although in this case we're talking about the guardians guardians of the galaxy
1: now you're thinking to yourself man weren't they complaining a lot about doing the og avengers about how much the process was shouldn't they stop No! We did it. It was just as exhausting the first time, but at least a little less frustrating.
0: Right. So if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely, you know, check that out first. The OG Avengers, what personality types we think that they were, and what their test results were, and how, you know, that spoke to each of their characters and our understanding of them. But in the meantime, we're going to continue with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're going to stick to the original group from the first movie just for simplicity and time's sake.
1: Definitely for simplicity when it comes to the process. Wow. So, much like we did before the first time with the OG Avengers, we used the same process to figure out the personality types of the Guardians by going through each letter of the Myers-Briggs personality. And we first gave our own interpretations, and then for some of them we took a quiz to see, like, if we were right on the money or if we needed a little fine-tuning. But either way... This is what we got. Right. So the thing is, for those of you who don't know the Myers type indicator, each, there's four different letters uh, that relate to each aspect of your personality that make you who you are. The first one is introversion and extroversion. Introversion doesn't exactly mean that you're shy or reserved. It just means you're more like you manage to relax and unwind by taking some time to yourself. Whereas extroversion means you're a little more on the outgoing side and that you re- regain your energy by being around other people.
0: And then the second part would be, do you prefer to focus on the basic information you take in, which is sensing, S, or do you prefer to interpret and add meaning? And that's intuition. This one was al- is always the most challenging part to figure out. Oh, yeah. If whether people take things in by the senses and by the basic facts and what they actually see around them in the present moments. Or do they, you know, analyze and take in patterns and, like, take in feelings and all these other stuff just in terms of absorbing information? And that's always not, like, always an observable trait, so that's always super challenging for us.
1: Yeah, something that we have to really look into and dig deep into, especially since, like, for some characters, they don't show a lot to begin with. Right. So we got to kind of really look at their interactions in the movies. Right. Anyways, uh, the next set of letters is T and f short for thinking or feeling. So basically this revol- this revolves around decision making. When making decisions, do you prefer to first look at logic and consistency or first look at the people and special circumstances? So looking at logic and consistency has to do with thinking whereas feeling has to do with looking at people and the circumstances. So this one was a little tricky, too, because occasionally we have those characters that draw the line between they're logical, but they feel, or they're feeling, but they're more logically feeling, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no one's ever pure thinking or pure feeling, so it's always just a matter of what the preference is. Basically. Alright, and then the, the last one is structure. In dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things decided, or do you prefer to stay open to new information and options? This is called Judging, J, or Perceiving, P. Judging is like you just like to have a plan. Perceiving is you're more spontaneous or more open to your external world being spontaneous and not having to have things go a certain way. Basically, yeah. So there's like multiple combinations
1: that these four letters give us. So we decided to take a look at the Guardians. So let's first start with the leader, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Take it away, Bridget.
0: Yeah, so he we determined that he was the entertainer, and if you listened to our previous episode, we had determined that Thor was the entertainer, too. Uh, so at first we were like, oh, are, are we sure they're the same personality type? But when we took the quiz and did some more thinking, we were like, this no, really yeah, is that, the most fitting. The, yeah. There are certain aspects of the, of the entertainer, which is the ESFP personality that Peter Quill has that just didn't really quite match with his character. You know, he's extroverted, he's sensing, he's feeling, he's perceiving. We, we agree with all that. Um, but there were some parts where, like, that feels more Thor and this feels more Peter. So that's, you know, in the end, there are some distinctions between the two. But overall, I, I do think he's a strong ESFP. So, first of all... The general description is outgoing, friendly, and accepting, enjoys working with others to make things happen, they make work fun, flexible and spontaneous, adapt readily to new people and environments, learn best by trying a new skill with other people. Alright, yeah, I could totally buy that that's, you know, that that's Peter Quill. Yeah. Um, to expand even more, if anyone is to be found spontaneously breaking into song and dance, it is the entertainer personality type. Let that sink in a moment. Like, if there's anyone to be found spontaneously breaking into song, it's the entertainer. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Peter Quill, As soon All as right. I read that line, I'm like, no, this is right. <laughs> this
1: <laughs> just feels right.
0: So entertainers chat with a unique and earthy wit, soaking up attention and making every outing feel a bit like a party. Utterly social entertainers enjoy the simplest things, and there's no greater joy for them than just having fun with a good group of friends. Entertainers can chat for hours, sometimes about anything but the topic they meant to talk about, and share their loved ones' emotions through the good times and bad. The biggest challenge entertainers face is they are often so focused on immediate pleasures (laughs) that they neglect the duties and responsibilities that make those luxuries possible. They'd rather rely on luck or opportunity. Let's not peer to a T, I don't know what is. Basically. Entertainers recognize value and quality, which on its own is a fine trait. In combination with their tendency to be poor planners, though, this can cause them to live beyond their means. And credit cards are especially dangerous, which I found hilarious and, again, very accurate. (laughs) It's a good thing he's not on Earth. You'd be in major credit card debt. I believe it. Yep. More focused on leaping at opportunities than in planning out long term goals, entertainers may find that their inattentiveness has made some activities unaffordable. If they can just remember to keep their ducks in a row, they'll always be ready to dive into all the new and exciting things the world has to offer. Friends in tow. Sounds like Peter Quill, right? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty spot on. I mean, he's just so hardcore extroverted, and, you know, he's so out there, and yeah, he enjoys being with people, and also to show off, and like, you know, that's kind of, you know, what entertainers do. They're just out there, and like, you know, they're out and among people, and they thrive on that energy.
1: Yeah, it's something that he and Thor definitely have in common.
0: Which I think he would find so insulting, you know? <laughs> Considering
1: be... that he feels like he's got a rival in Thor.
0: Yeah, right? He would find it so upsetting. He'd be like,
1: no, no, we're not the same. No, we're not peas in a pod. We're not anything like that. I could just see
0: him going on a rant like that. I know, exactly. His his spirit is very angry with us right now, but I'm standing by this.
1: Yeah, especially the whole breaking into song and dance. I was like, just come like... Come on, Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, he would just be so indignant about it, and I could just picture it, and it's beautiful.
1: Just, just take a moment to imagine that. Glorious and hilarious, am I right? Yeah.
0: The only thing about this personality type that I didn't think matches well with Peter was that, like, they mentioned emotional sensitivity for the entertainer personality, which fit in with Thor, but i less so for Peter. I mean, he's Basically, very, yeah. he's too self absorbed. And, like, Thor definitely had his moments of being self-absorbed. And, again, those parallels, man. Yeah. But, like, it shows me that, like, Peter has the potential to gain that sort of emotional sensitivity. I mean, his relationship with his mother is so significant and is based on, like, really deep emotional sensitivity. And that is what appeals to Gamora when she falls in love with him. So, like, I think that potential is there. But he just, you know, was raised by very selfish people. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think he's definitely has room to grow, and he could, you know, gain some of those other qualities of the entertainer personality type, you know, in terms of emotional maturi- maturity and sensitivity. But for now, for now, Peter is Peter. Yeah. But
1: hey, New Guardians movie's gonna come out. We'll see.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see. I might have to, might have to update my thoughts on this. But all right, next up we have Gamora,
1: the Logician, and I hope I'm saying that right. She's the type is tj introverted sensing thinking judging now gamora was pretty uh straightforward to um kind of get down from the get-go and once we saw what the website had to say it basically got her to a t so Mm -hmm. take a listen quiet serious earned success by thoroughness and dependability practical matter of fact realistic and responsible Decide logically what should be done and work towards it steadily, regardless of distractions. Take pleasure in making everything orderly and organized, their work, their home, their life, value traditions, and loyalty. So far, uh, so good. Yeah. Now, here's where we get the details and we're just like, oh, wow, Gamora's a logician. Armed with integrity, practical knowledge, and tireless dedication, People with a logician personality type enjoy taking responsibility for their actions and take pride in the work they do when working towards a goal. Logicians hold back none of their time and energy, completing each relevant task with accuracy and patience. Logicians don't make any many assumptions, preferring instead to analyze their surroundings, check their facts, and arrive at practical courses of action. Logician personalities are no-nonsense, and when they've made a decision, they will relay the facts necessary to achieve their goal expecting others to grasp the situation immediately and take action.
0: That's so her in the first movie with like, we got to take the Infinity Stones we got to do this and we got to do that. Like
1: when like she's ready to have Peter like just totally agree with her and she's like taking aback back when he doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: come on, like that little tidbit alone. Yes, that's Gamora. So when logicians say that they are going to g- get something done, they do it. Logicians have sharp, fact-based minds and prefer autonomy and self-sufficiency to reliance on someone or something. Their passion for duty, dependability, and impeccable personal integrity forbid them from depending on anyone but themselves. Logicians seek stability and security, considering it their duty to maintain a smooth operation. To logicians, honesty is far more important than emotional considerations, and their blunt approach leaves others with the false impression that logicians are cold or even robotic. People with this type may struggle to express emotion or affection outwardly, but the suggestion that they don't feel, or worse, have no personality at all, is deeply hurtful.
0: Yeah, and I think that's very interesting to say, because, like, I, I feel like if you don't look at Kimura as a character too deeply, you can easily say that about her. That she's, like, cold, and that she's, you know, aloof, and, like, you know,
1: dead-hearted can... assassin, you
0: know what I mean? Considering who raised her... You can't blame her, but, you know, uh... I like that there's a vulnerability implied. Like, it's very hurtful to, to say, like, you know, this person is robotic just because, you know, they're, they can't always express their emotions. Or that they feel like, you know, depending on others, like it says, you know, is weak. Is weakness.
1: Yeah, and you know, now that I think about it, in Guardians 2 when Peter's trying to like, show his affection to her and she kind of rebuffs it, not intentionally but more in favor of, we got bigger things to worry about. Mm-hmm. He accuses her of being unfeeling basically, and she seemed kind of Pissed off about that, actually.
0: Mm, forgot about that.
1: Yeah, but anyways, Logicians need to remember to take care of themselves. If they can find coworkers and spouses who genuinely appreciate and compliment their qualities, who enjoy the brightness, clarity, and dependability that they offer, Logicians will find that their stabilizing role is a tremendously satisfying one. And who knows? Again, we might see that specifically in Guardians Three because Gamora's not part of the Guardians at that point, you know. Mm. So I wonder what the ne- the current Guardians are going to be without that stabilizing role she provides. She
0: totally was, though. She was she was the mom friend of the group.
1: Like, <laughs> Basically, yeah. <you know, laughs>
0: they're all goofing off, and she's like, guys, guys, you do the right thing, and this is how you do said right thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it should be interesting to see what her absence provides in Guardians of the Galaxy 3.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty fitting, and the... The melding of, like, you know, logic and, like, also being kind of a perfectionist. They don't use the word in in this description of the personality type, but, like...
1: But let's be honest.
0: That that trait is definitely there in her, so...
1: Yeah, Gamora leaves no room for failure.
0: And, well, I mean, Thanos didn't either, so, like, she was raised that way. But it's definitely ingrained in, in who she is as a person, for sure. Basically. All right, so next one we have is Rocket. He is the Virtuoso. A.K.A. the ISTP, Introverted Sensing, Thinking, and Perceiving. Now, so many things. This So many. This description was hard to whittle down, because there's a lot of, of this personality type described on the website, and we're like, oh gosh, every bit of this is Rocket, basically. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so, tolerant and flexible, quiet observers until a problem appears. This part I wasn't too sure about. Like, in terms of being quiet. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then act quickly to find workable solutions. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Analyze what makes things work and readily get through large amounts of data to isolate the core of practical problems. Interested in cause and effect, organize facts using logical principles, value efficiency.
1: Sounds like Rocket, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, initially there's some parts of it I'm like, well, I don't know, like, it's a lot of emphasis on logic and data, and maybe, I don't know if that fits, but then when I read more deeply into it, I was like, this makes a lot of sense. So. Virtuosos love to explore with their hands and their eyes, touching and examining the world around them with cool rationalism and spirited curiosity. Yes. Oh, yeah. People with this personality type are natural makers, moving from project to project, project building the useful and the superfluous for the fun of it. I love that. Uh, <laughs> learning, <laughs> and learning from their environment as they go. Often mechanics and engineers, virtuosos find no greater joy than getting their hands dirty, Pulling things apart and putting them back together just a little bit better than they were before. Literally, that is Rocket's entire job. And you could oh, tell yeah. that he loves it. I mean, he's all over people's, like, robotic eyes and arms and, like, making and weapons. Yeah, <laughs> and making weapons with them. It's just, like, it's fun. It's, you know, so I thought, like, all right. All right, this is making sense. Mm. Virtuosos explore ideas through creating, troubleshooting, trial and error, and firsthand experience. Extremely curious, but unable to stay focused on formal studies, virtuoso personalities can be a challenge to predict, even by their friends and loved ones. Yep. Word. Virtuosos can seem very loyal and steady for a while, but they tend to build up a store of impulsive energy that explodes without warning, taking their their interests in bold new directions. Like stealing batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Virtuoso's decisions stem from a sense of practical realism, and at their heart is a strong sense of direct fairness. This is really interesting to me. Instead of avoiding stepping on toes in order to avoid having their toes stepped on, virtuosos are likely to go too far, accepting likewise retaliation, good or bad, as fair play. Like, I totally believe that. In terms of, like, oh my gosh, verbal yes. snark, but also in just, like, whooping your ass, you whoop my ass, like, you know. Screw
1: me, I screw you back. Exactly. We see it especially in Guardians 2 when he steals the batteries from those golden people just because they were being pretentious and rude.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's what you get. So the biggest issue virtuosos are like in a face is they often act too soon. They'll be the first to tell an insensitive joke. Let's be honest. Get overly involved in someone else's project. Like taking over or driving the ship through all the asteroids. And I'm like, no, it's me. No, it's me. <laughs> oh my God. Or suddenly change their plans because something more interesting came up. Virtuosos will come to learn that many other personality types have much more firmly drawn lines on rules and acceptable behavior than they do. If a situation is already emotionally charged, violating these boundaries can backfire tremendously. His whole behavior, his whole arc in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 deals with this. Oh yeah. Big time. Because he's a jerk to everybody and starting to like, you know, they're starting to bite back and they're getting tired of it. Like, But he's just like, this is just me this is just what i do like Mm mm-hmm. yeah so the virtuoso's tendency to explore their relationships through their actions rather than through empathy can lead to some very frustrating situations people with the virtuoso personality type struggle with boundaries and guidelines preferring the freedom to move about and color outside the lines finding an environment when where they can work with good friends who understand their style and unpredictability Combining their creativity, sense of humor, and hands-on approach to build practical solutions and things will give virtuosos many happy years of building useful boxes and admiring them from the outside. Which makes me feel good about where he is with the Guardians now. Definitely, yeah. I think he's definitely found a place there with a bunch of weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely.
1: A bunch of of... issues. Yeah, now all his energy is being uh, channeled, so to speak.
0: Yeah, it's put towards something productive, for the most part. For the most part. When he's not
1: sidetracked by stealing
0: eyes and arms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because of them that he saved the you know galaxy twice. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. Very proud
0: of it. And you can tell that, like, it's not only about the money, but genuinely it does give him purpose. And so it's just really beautiful to see. And, like, I don't know. It just makes me warm inside to think, yeah, he is the kind of thing, kind of the environment that he needs to be to be happy. And to really build on, on what he knows and, like. Also, you know, even if he is unpredictable and doesn't know the best thing to do in emotional (laughs) and socially difficult situations. Oh, yeah. Usually he just
1: lashes out with anger and sarcasm and such. Yeah, exactly. But, man, this fits to a T. But, you know, here's the interesting thing. When we moved on to Groot, we basically got two different personalities.
0: Well, yeah, we were... So, Groot was a challenge because there are two Groots. You know, there's the adult Groot that we meet in Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, and then we see the baby Groot, you know, in Volume 2 and growing into a teenager by a time of Infinity War. Yeah. So, we determined that adult Groot and baby Groot slash teenage Groot were pretty similar. Um, We thought that maybe that uh baby Groot slash teenage Groot, the second Groot, had... More things in common, I think, with Rocket's personality type than Definitely, the adult yeah. Groot, group, group, but it's hard to give a firm answer on that. Um,
1: yeah, we don't have a lot to go on when it comes to this new Groot.
0: Because and even though we technically see him in more movies, he's still like growing and developing. You know, versus in Guardians Volume 1, he's a fully, de- he's an adult, he's a full-fledged adult, and so therefore he has a fully fleshed out personality. Like, this is who he is. Basically, you know, yeah. it was With this, you know, he's a kid, he's immature, he's playing video games. You know, so you see little moments of the personality, but otherwise just kind of, like, detached. You know, and when he's a baby, it's like, he's a baby. It's Yeah,
1: he's literally picking fights with little creatures just because they, quote-unquote, looked at him funny. And he's not quite there yet in personality. He he still has a lot of learning and growing to do.
0: Yeah. My impression was that he had a, he had a similar, per, like, the same personality type as Rocket, but I could see that changing. Because I don't necessarily think of him as a mechanic or anything. So that not. part doesn't fit, but in terms of, like, you know, being a conventional and, like, you know, not really knowing what to do in social situations, like, yeah. just beats them up, you know, it's like, well, okay. Okay, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, but... we might
1: return to this later
0: on. Yeah.
1: But anyways, we had a better understanding of Groot as an adult from the first movie. He was the adventurer, the ISFP personality, introvert, sensing, feeling, perceiving. So, quiet, friendly, sensitive, and kind. Enjoy the present moment, what's going on around them. Like to have their own space and to work within their own time frame. Loyal and committed to their values and to people who are important to them. Dislike disagreements and conflicts. Do not force their opinions or values on others. Now, the thing is with Groot is that his personality was kind of interesting to dissect because he literally says, I am Groot over and over again. And we kind of get a sense of his personality, but I feel like. This uh, description of the adventurer kind of explained him a little better. So, the adventurer, the adventurer personalities are true artists, but not necessarily in the typical sense where they're out painting happy little trees. <laughs> what is it with this personality thing getting like the exact phrase we need?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like we read the description on the sixteen personalities website, and we're like, oh my god, oh my god, we're painting happy little trees. <laughs>
1: Isn't that just a beautiful little thought right there? Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, rather, it's that they use aesthetics, design, and even their choices and actions to push the limits of social convention. Adventurers live in a colorful, sensual world, inspired by connections with people and ideas. These personalities take joy in reinterpreting these connections, reinventing and uh, experimenting with both themselves and new perspectives. This creates a sense of spontaneity, eh, making adventurers seem unpredictable even to their close friends and loved ones. Adventurers live to find ways to push their passions. Fortunately, their attunement to the moment and their environment allows them to do better than most. Adventurers also enjoy connecting with others and have a certain irresistible charm. Which, let's be honest, we all fell in love with I am Groot.
0: I know, he barely says anything, and like people were just in love with him.
1: Yeah, literally Vin Diesel just had to do three words over and over again fell in love with him in an instant. Anyways, adventurers are sensitive to others' feelings and value harmony. The biggest challenge facing adventurers is planning for the future. Finding constructive ideals to base their goals on and working out goals that create positive principles is no small task. Adventurers don't plan their future in terms of assets and retirement. Rather, they plan actions and behaviors as contributions to a sense of identity, building a portfolio of experiences, not stocks. If their goals and principles are noble, Adventurers can act with amazing charity and selflessness,
0: which totally fits Groot. I mean, literally his last act is to, you know, protect all the guardians even though it means his own death. I know, that's
1: one of the best moments ever. We are Groot. Oh,
0: so much feeling, so much personality.
1: So much in that little moment alone. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think I think basically adventures just adventures Seem like a sweet, sensitive soul at times, you know. Who, you know, are also kind of unpredictable and wild, and you don't really get it all what they're up to all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's- yeah, that's that's screwed. He
1: drank from a fountain. <laughs> don't great. know why, even other than possibly he was thirsty. And it's a wonder that he and Rocket were even friends to begin with.
0: Like, how did they become friends? I need the right fan fiction for this. I need yes. answers. I need answers. Yesterday, but yeah, so. That's the adult Groot personality. And here's the funny thing. When we were going over Drax, we thought, oh my gosh, is he the same personality as adult Groot?
1: Nah, nah, that can't be the case. We take the
0: quiz, do a little digging, and what do you know? What do you know? He does have the qualities of the ISFP, like introvert, sensing, feeling, perceiving. Now, okay, so we... Pulled a lot of the same stuff from from this, you know, the personality type description for an adventurer. Um, there were some things as we reread that, you know, personality type that we thought, like, oh, this feels more Groot and this feels more Drax.
1: It was so, so interesting. Yeah, there is
0: definitely overlap, but.
1: Definitely overlap. It's like two sides of the same coin, basically. So. Whew. Just bear with us here. I know it sounds kind of weird that Drax and Groot have the same personality, but just hang in there. Listen to the facts.
0: Okay. So, adventurers enjoy upsetting traditional expectations with experiments in beauty and behavior. Chances are they have expressed more than once the phrase, don't box me in. Don't tell me I can't be invisible. (laughs) (laughs) They use their choices and actions to push the limits of social conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Adventurers live in a colorful, sensual world inspired by connections with people and ideas. These personalities take joy in reinterpreting these connections, reinventing and experimenting with both themselves and new perspectives. And he definitely has that openness. I mean, when we took the quiz on his behalf, we were like, yeah, I feel like out of all the guardians, he'd be the one who'd be least bored by, like, a philosophical discussion. Like, surprisingly.
1: Surprisingly, yeah.
0: So... That well, that was interesting. So like he like I feel like he is willing to you know think about stuff and like he's very thoughtful. I think at times with with Mantis, for instance, yeah, that kind of made me think like ah, I think he has more of this like intellectual openness sometimes, or even just maybe not intellectual is the right word, but just like thinking about life in the world.
1: Yeah, he's very perceptive, considering what we got of him in the first movie as like, this impulsive, revenge-seeking killer of sorts. Uh-huh. But like, you kind of see the philosophical side in the second one, when he's trying to give Peter some advice Yeah, and trying to explain how Peter's a dancer, Gamora's not. Which was an interesting metaphor in itself, but hey, it had some philosophical undertones. Why it not? It did.
0: It did. Anyway, so yeah. So, adventurers have a certain sense of spontaneity. They make Which makes them seem unpredictable, even to their close friends and loved ones, which, yeah, he's definitely caught off guard (laughs) a lot of the the guardians. So many times. So many times. Uh, Despite all this, adventurers are definitely introverts, surprising their friends further when they step out of the spotlight to be by themselves to recharge. Just because they are alone, though, doesn't mean people with the adventure personality type sit idle. They take this time for introspection. Rather than dwelling on the past or the future, adventurers think about who they are.
1: I can see Drax doing that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's willing to stand around in one place for like hours and hours. I mean, you gotta do some thinking, man, to pass the time. Basically. Adventurers live to find ways to push their passions. Riskier behaviors like gambling and extreme sports or jumping into a beast's throat,
1: or <laughs> jumping out of a destroyed ship just to shoot at other ships. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, so riskier behaviors like that are more common with this personality type than with others. Fortunately, their attainment to the moment and their environment allows them to do better than most. Alright. Alright. When faced with criticism, it can be a challenge for people with this type to step away from the moment long enough to not get caught up in the heat of the moment. But living in the moment goes both ways, and once the heightened emotions of an argument cool, adventurers can usually call the past the past and move on as though it never occurred.
1: Yeah, yeah I definitely could see... Drax is a no regrets kind of guy.
0: Yeah, he doesn't, like, think of, like... I mean, I'm sure he thinks about his family with regret, but in terms of day-to-day stuff and things that he says or does, he's just like, yep, roll it right off my shoulders. I actually wouldn't even say that. He, he's too literal to use a It'd phrase It'd be
1: like, too literal <laughs> to use for Drax. <laughs>
0: but, anyways, so yeah. Um, that felt very fitting. Um, it's important for adventurers to remember to actively become the person they want to be. Developing and maintaining a new habit may not come naturally but taking the time each day to understand the motivations allows adventurers to use their strengths to pursue whatever they've come to love.
1: Hmm. Not bad, right?
0: Yeah, and I think now that Thanos is gone and his family's avenged, maybe we can see him branch out in that respect.
1: I'm questioning what he's going to do with this time now. If he's just going to continue sharpening his blades and try his invisibility trick. (laughs) I I do question what he's going to do with this time now, now that... His um quest, so to speak, is complete.
0: That's true. Yeah, he'll have to start a new habit. Help to figure that out one day at a time.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe he and Mantis will grow closer as friends and he'll try to teach you how to be less awkward and disgusting, as he puts it.
0: Oh, my gosh. But he is just as awkward and disgusting. Oh, my gosh, yes.
1: That's why those two are the perfect friends.
0: They really are, though. I love them so much. But, yeah, so... It was interesting to see what the overlap between him and Groot was. I'm still like kind of trying to wrap my head around it.
1: Yeah, because like when you read the full personality as a whole, it doesn't quite sound like entirely Groot, doesn't sound quite entirely like Drax. It's like what you were saying, you take bits and pieces where you're like, "Oh, that's Groot. Yeah. Oh, that's Drax." Some but never as a whole.
0: Some characters were e- easier to categorize than others. Like Amora and um and Rocket were like the easiest. Quite but, literally, yeah. Yeah, but Drax and Groot were just a little bit tougher in general. Um, I think, I mean, the differences between the two, I'm trying to think. I Like, mainly, I feel like Drax has slightly more extroverted tendencies than, Groot, like, adult Groot does. Yeah,
1: because they're both awkward in their own way, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I, I still buy that, that um, Drax is more introspective in general. I feel like he's totally chill on his own.
1: Yeah, yeah, He's definitely. used to being on his
0: own for so long, and, like, you know, clearly he can pass the time by himself <laughs> and not be bored. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, like, that just makes me feel like, yeah, no, he does lean, he can't, but he can be extroverted sometimes. It's like Natasha, where, like, mm-hmm. you know, she can function very well in extroverted environments, and she can exhibit those tendencies. It's not necessarily where she always defaults, though. So he was a little bit towing the line there. Yeah.
1: Definitely an interesting thing to look into. Again, exhausting as it was the first time, but at least not as frustrating now that we've got a pretty decent grasp on this at this point. Famous last words. I'll I'll bet you anything the the next group of heroes that we do, I'm just going to be like screaming into the mic.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like all the new. There will be a lot of new Avengers, and then we didn't even cover all the Guardians. We didn't touch on, you know, Nebula and Mantis, or even Yondu. I don't know if we will we'll touch on him, but I have no idea. There's so many characters.
1: <laughs> so many characters. Thank you, Marvel. But damn, it's going to be exhausting.
0: It really is, though. But it's been fun. I mean, like it really does make me think a lot about about these characters and what I thought about what was fun was about. The Guardians, in particular, and doing them as a group was like we were doing the the sensing one. We we're like, oh, they're all sensing. They're, they're all, all in the moment, people
1: sensing by far.
0: Yeah, so it was fun to see like how like a trait seemed to be common for all of them, or like a lot of them were more a lot of them were introverted. We realized, oh yeah, like Peter was the only extrovert here, like the only solid extrovert. Like the others ha- could have some extrovert tendencies, like we said, yeah. Like even Rocket does sometimes. Um, he was, like, almost half and half when we took the quiz for him. Yeah. Um, so, like, but for the most part, they, like, li- like, a lot of the grains leaned introverted, and it was not, like, the thing I would have said at first.
1: Yeah, like, you don't really think about it because they're all so different, mm-hmm. and yet, at their core, they're kind of alike in more ways than we could have ever thought. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, especially, especially the obvious Gruden tracks,
1: but. Yeah, still, still scratching my head on that one. But, all right, you know, cool, great. I think I'm okay with this.
0: So are we supposed to ship Grax now or <laughs> I'm still
1: wrapping my head around Peter Quill and Thor having the same personality, so what is that? Star Thor might Star Thor Star Thor it's might a, be confirmed now. That's,
0: that's a great ship name though,
1: I'm not gonna lie. Like I've only like glanced at like one fanfiction story with them and I'm just like, why? But
0: alright, you know. I'm just saying, if Peter would let himself, he could, like, him and Thor could be such bros and they would like each other so much. Oh, yeah. If Peter would just put aside his pettiness. Like, they'd be such good friends. They'd be bros together. I could see it.
1: I still feel like they'd be rivals in some aspects, you know, having, like, masculinity contests, especially, right. like, drinking contests, especially. Like, I can hold my, my drink, or, like, Thor will be telling a story about something he did in his past and Peter's like, well, that sounds cool, but not as awesome as I did this, you know?
0: Yeah. It's true, but yeah, like I wouldn't have thought too much about their friendship just more than just their rivalry. But like thinking about their same personalities, I'm like, Yeah, I yeah, can see that they have stuff in common. If they would just, you know, well,
1: well, if Peter would
0: just, yeah, really,
1: Thor, I don't think I don't
0: know. I Thor kind of eggs them on. I don't know. I think it's both of them, <laughs> <laughs> it's both their faults,
1: yeah, basically.
0: But yeah, no, but this is fun. Um, I'm excited to talk about the new Avengers next, and to see how that changes my understanding of their relationship with the previous Avengers, and...
1: Yeah, I'm still curious to see any overlap, if
0: anyone has uh, the same personality. There has to be! There's only 16 personality types, like... Yeah, but I'm curious to see
1: if who I could guess
0: would have the same personality, versus
1: who really does have the same personality. Yeah. I mean, Drax and Groot wouldn't have expected
0: it. No. Never would have thought that in, like, a million years. Never. Oh my
1: God! I'm telling
0: you, we verified it. We thought a lot about this. I mean, if people have other insights on on Groot's personality in particular, I'm open to it. But like,
1: seriously, take the quiz for yourself. Do do your own interpretation. This is what we discovered.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the point. It's this is, the whole thing is subjective. It's our interpretations of the characters and our interpretations of the Myers Briggs personality types. Basically. So, but yeah, this has been fun. We're and we're excited to come back with part three.
1: Part three. We're still not sure how to categorize the next set of heroes. It's too many, too many of
0: them. There'll probably be like five parts to this. I don't know. We'll see. No,
1: not even, <gasps> not even gonna lie. Not even exaggerating. No. It might be five parts. Stick around for it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us again for Nerd, Nerd Alert! Alert. Bye. Bye. <laughs>